What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning tune is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bidlin. Live from Bar Canada at the D. How you doing? You good? Good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Good. Got some football tonight. Um, last night, no baseball, which is a weird feeling. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to get used to that feeling pretty soon. <laughs> um, but the NBA in full swing. NBA binge fest for me last night. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. We got JVT coming up. Jonathan Montobel, our senior NBA analyst, to talk both NBA and college football. Because, of course, he has a couple shows on college football over the weekend. Let's start with the NBA. And, of course, unscripted with the crack man. Don't want to leave that out. That's our Thursday staple coming up from Bar Canada at the D. Let me just ask you this. First of all, let's start with Wembanyama because I know you didn't have any bets on it. But uh, Victor Wembanyama in the Spurs loss, one twenty six to one nineteen loss versus Dallas last night. Sorry, Spurs plus five people out there. That wasn't fun for you. Uh, fifteen points, nine was nine in the fourth quarter. So it was a late flurry from him on the points. Fifteen points, five boards, two assists on six of nine shooting, three of five from behind the arc, notably. But five turnovers, two steals, one block. About what you expected for game one? A little disappointed? little no, nonplussed by the whole thing? No, not at all. If anything, if anything the opposite. I mean, you were, this, you were impressed. This, this is, I, I think, very much what I thought. And I think this is what you're going to see from Wemby. But, man, I, I mean, he had his moments, especially in that fourth quarter, where it's, you don't look like a rook out there, man. I mean, putting up those shots, making those shots, but play defen- plays defensively. Did it teach I, you something about, like, rebounding props, though? Like, maybe that's not the game that's going to flourish early? Yeah, he's going to be on the, yeah, he's going to be more on the perimeter, you know, yep. defensively. Um, I think that, look, almost every one of these games, there's something to learn, right? We talked about LeBron yesterday. What did we learn after that opening night? Oh, he's going to be on this minutes watch. I thought it was telling, uh, listening to, <laughs> Hey, you know, pop, pop telling the, the broadcast that it was all he's been telling women. Yeah, all I want you to worry about is defense, like worry about defense, worry about defense. The offense is going to come. You can be great an advice. immediate contributor on defense. Yeah. I don't even want you worrying about your offense. I thought that was a little telling going forward uh, on how they're going to handle him. But the what I didn't really get a good chance to see last night because of the foul issues is how's his stamina? How's he going to be able to hold up throughout the course of a game? 
But I think the fa- the fouls like that's going to be a thing. That is going to be a thing. Foul he's, trouble was the key. Was the big thing last night. Right. Time. I mean, he's yeah. going to be an active shot blocker. He's going to try to be, and as he should be, especially if they're playing him at the four. It's mu- it's going to be a lot. I think like we saw out of Jaron Jackson Jr. a year ago, and he was in a lot of foul trouble throughout the year. So that's going to happen. But man, he had he had spurts in that game where he looked like the best dude on on the floor. Maybe sans Luka Doncic. 23 minutes, but dictated by the five fouls that he ended up with. All right, so I'm going to give you an NBA multiple choice. You ready for a way too early one game reaction to one night of the NBA multiple choice? Sure, let's go. All right, which was the most notable performance of these? I don't know, I'll throw out four for you from yesterday in terms of at least, let's just make it raising an eyebrow as it points towards a bet, maybe a futures bet, maybe you're like, oh boy, this is going to be great. Uh, Maybe it's an award bet, whatever. Okay, here are your choices. A, New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson last night, 23 points, seven boards in the Pelicans, 111-104 win at Memphis. That's choice number one. Choice number two, Kristaps Porzingis for the Celtics last night. 30 points. Both Zion and Porzingis, second leading scorers on their teams. 30 points, 8 boards on 8 of 15, shooting 5 of 9 from behind the arc. In the Celtics, come from behind 108-104 win at New York. Choice number 3. This gets a little more nuanced now. Think awards or whatever. Okay. Shea Gildas-Alexander, 31-5-10 on 12 of 18 shooting, 2 of 5 from behind the arc. In the in the uh, Thunders, 20-point win at Chicago, which actually induced an impromptu team meeting for the Bulls right after the game. Team pro- yeah, team meeting. <laughs> uh, we need Billy, a meeting. Billy Donovan, get, get out, out of here. here. We got a players-only <laughs> meeting after game one. Billy Donovan's like, uh, okay, I sure. Was si- I was sitting there last night with like, excellent, with my Bulls <laughs> under. I'm like, this is going so well. <laughs> uh, and by the way, the Rockets getting beat by 30 was even worse. That's another story oh, where it's like, baby. are they going to be that bad? Watch out. Uh, and then here's a, here's just one off the grid. Choice number four, Cade Cunningham. And the reason I point this out, not only because he had 30 points and nine assists in in the Pistons, 103-102 loss at Miami, a loss that Miami scored their final points just under three minutes left in the game and just held on the rest mm-hmm. of the way. Detroit had all the chances in the world. But I just want to say this with Cade Cunningham. He took 27 shots. He was 13 of 27, four of nine from behind the arc. So just from a volume standpoint, just pointing at him like, well, might he be something if he's going to jack up that many shots every single game? So those are your choices. Zion, Porzingis, Gildas, Alexander, and Cunningham. What was the most meaningful to you yesterday? Oh, man. See, a lot of those, I think, I'm not, I wasn't shocked by Zion. I, I was on the Pelicans. That's part of, that was part of the handicap. Um, but yeah, there's, I think I want to go there because you know me, there's excitement when he's on the court and we saw when he played last year, this was a top 10 offensive and defensive team, uh, throughout that time last year. And I don't think there's, if he can stay healthy and I know that's a huge if, and I did with all the, with the rules now, if you having to play 65 games or 62, even if you have an injury, I don't think there's an award bet you should be running to make. But it's a team to track. I think it's a bet on team early for me. I think you'll be seeing me bet on them early and often, Gil. Um, and yeah, team futures. I'd be a little bit. I'd be more open to that than an MVP bet or something like that on Zion. If you were really going to get crazy, um, not only because of the other great players that are in the NBA, but is he really going to play that many games? I don't know. 
Uh, Pelicans, though, definitely I will be having my eye on closely here to start the season. And Porzingis, at least for one game, couldn't have, worked, couldn't have melded in better to that team. Yeah, Is this absolutely. a better team than last year's yes. Celtics? Immediately it's yes, better. without a doubt. Without a it's doubt. It's not quite as deep, but without a doubt. Same thing with Bucks. You're you're without a doubt better. You're just not quite you're not quite as deep. Bucks debut tonight. You got any play in the Bucks game? No, nah, nothing. Sixers Bucks. Nothing tonight. Um I did I grabbed a little bit of Lakers money line when the news came down yesterday that both Devin Booker and Bradley Peel will be doubtful for the game tonight. <laughs> amazing. Uh in game two of the season. <laughs> so I grabbed a little bit of the money line. That yeah, that up to six, five and a half, six now most places. Uh, nothing, nothing big for me though. I do think I know JVT uh, wrote wrote up a bit about this game, but we have him next, so I'm not going to give away his play. Okay, uh, football tonight. <laughs> he was on <laughs> Thursday night football, week eight, the National Football League. Week eight or week nine? I can't even week eight. Week I eight. did the same thing earlier. I was like, oh, yeah. I can't even keep yeah. track anymore. Week eight in the National Football League, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills really got to stop this uh, slide here. Kelly and I have already talked about the Bills. It's a great teaser leg this week. And if you need, like, if you're into trends, which we're not on this show, but if you want a a teaser-friendly trend, uh, Josh Allen in this kind of spot, 16-1 and one straight up is a home favorite of at least seven points. So that would lend to yeah. the teaser leg might, we're, we're might out, work out. We're kind of out of that price range, though. We are now. It's I, nine. I, I almost fell over, walked in today, yeah. and looked up at the circle board, and they got 10 up. Yeah, it's gone now. It's nine uh, consensus, but it's 10 up here at Circa. The total's at 43 and a half. So if you do the conflation of that, of the two things, what is that? Boop, 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 boop. It's like 20... 26 to 16 kind of thing kind of game is what's expected by the market anyway at this point um we, when we do thursday night football we always like to highlight sort of a an analytic stat that you know might lead you towards a bet we talked about Derek carr and the saints last week as being able to really move the ball between the 20s but then when they get in the red zone they're just god awful and you've got to make the assessment in the handicap is that just something that's going to be their identity or is that something that regresses uh, Dr. Bob, who's on the Megapod today, which I'm doing with Will Hill and Todd Wishnev after this show, he would say, oh, it will absolutely regress those th- kinds of things. So the big thing with these two defenses this w- this year, Tampa Bay's and Buffalo, Tampa Bay blitzes at the fourth highest rate in the National Football League, but they have the ninth lowest pressure rate as a result of blitzing at the fourth highest rate. Uh, that ain't good. And if you blitz someone like Josh Allen, you don't get pressure. Um, that's not the way to go because he ranks third in EPA per play uh, and seventh as well, uh, excuse me, at sixth in a quarterback rating, pardon me, out of uh, 35 quarterbacks in those situations. So that's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, Buffalo can exploit that. Now the Bucks defense, this is the real thing that I want to talk about. Also with them, they've allowed the seventh most yards per drive, but just the 10th fewest points per drive. So why they have forced third most turnovers in the National Football League while, while only allowing 22% of red zone drives to result in a touchdown. That comes to us from Action Network. So that rate is unsustainable, right? The league average red zone touchdown percentage is 54%, just to give you an idea. So if you're, you know, if you've allowed the seventh most, yard, seventh most yards per drive, but just the 10th fewest points per drive, that means not, not only are you forcing a lot of turnovers, but you're making like really fortuitous key red zone stops. It's not sustainable. My whole Giants, again, alternate season win total under this year is based on how they never regressed to the mean last year. They were just running hot on all of that last year. But the Bills are the same way. 15th most yards per drive allowed, but 7th fewest points allowed per drive from their defense. 
And again, like the Tampa Bay defense, the reason they've been able to do that, they've generated the second most turnovers in the league and have only allowed 40% of red zone drives to result in a touchdown, which is the sixth lowest mark in the NFL. So you have two defenses which give up a bunch of yards, but not a lot of points because they've gotten turnovers. And now with the Bills, you have, obviously, Taquan Jones out, Matt Milano out, Tredavious White out. You, you can't think that that's going to be sustainable. So what does all of that point to when you throw that in the wash? Maybe an over on this total, which now we're seeing 43 and a half on this. That seems to indicate that would be the play based on that one snapshot. Those two defenses being bend, don't break defenses, as the uh, standard mainstream announcer would call them. But there's numbers behind that. And you just have to ask yourself, is that sustainable? Some people might say, oh, yeah, that's their identity. The analytics folks would not. They'd say, oh, no, there's a uh, spillage of points getting ready to happen. Uh, anything for you on this one? Tonight? I would lean over. I haven't made a play yet. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if this was one and of the I, I do have a Bills were... teaser leg. Oh, okay, yeah, I would do that. That much I would do. JVT on his thoughts on the NBA last night. His college football plays. Next, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better. And with our new sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Sign up now, get full VSEN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. That includes daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA and NHL regular seasons, and the NFL draft. Don't miss this limited time offer, visit vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up now. It's Gil Alexander. It's a very pensive looking Kelly Bidlin sitting to my right. You okay? I'm looking forward to the MLB playoffs. <laughs> you know they started already. You know, you're at the World Series. You know? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are, you, are, are you like, are you completely wrapped up in the NBA already? Like you are immersed one one day or actually well, I mean, two, two days in. in yeah, it's not like I yeah. really missed anything, though. I mean, Tuesday I watched baseball along, feels along like the with N- NBA. Feels like the NBA finals ended six weeks ago. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear you. you know, I felt like that. It felt like that in like September, but now it feels now like it feels it's like, like forever. It's I don't know. You know, you know how that mu- like know it works mean. in your head like yeah. that? It's crazy. Uh, this gentleman has been waiting for the NBA to start with uh, with a fever. He is our senior NBA analyst. You know him as JVT. He's Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. He's also the co-host with Kelly Bidlin of Hardwood Handicappers Basketball Podcast and does two college football shows on the network over the weekend. John joins us now. He's on Daddy Duty. How you doing, man? 
I'm good. I'm, you know, just we, we bought some new Spider-Man spoons for the young one to, you know, get used to feeding himself. So I'm just kind of watching him make a mess with oatmeal right now, you know. <laughs> it, it's a good effort. Is he is he giving it a good try? Is he getting there? Are you what? Oh, yeah. I mean, this one loves food. So like there is no there's no mountain he will not climb to put something in his face. So he is he's conquering the spoons. What's like your JVT tip? Are you like, no, this is your mouth? child uh, is that what you're yeah, yeah pretty much kind well, of thing? I, I think what you really got to do is uh you, I'll, I'll give you tips Gil, because i know you're probably on the verge of having children um you know you just got to guide the spoon you know you let them handle it you let them shake all over the place but you just kind of slowly guide the hand to the gullet like that's that's all you got to do let me check on the uh, gaping mom that is his mouth let me check on me on the verge having children yeah, congratulations. Gotta check on that yeah <laughs> let's see what that's all about all right jvt uh two nights actually you know one major night of full nba action last night or near full nba action last night give me your single biggest way too early takeaway on anything what made Ooh, you man. what made you sit up and go oh boy this is going to be something Okay, so I'll go. I'll, I'll go like to like two ends of the spectrum. I think I'll go with a reasonable, you know, takeaway, and I'll go with an insanely like just short sample size. I'm willing to overreact to uh, takeaway. Love it. Uh, the first, uh, I think, nuanced and normal one is, and I texted Kelly this in our Harvard Handicappers group chat yesterday. Um, I think that the Grizzlies are going to be a play against team as we move forward. You know, that was a bet that Kelly and I both made yesterday. And it was one of those where I just, Gil, I don't think the market is really accounting for how thin and different this Grizzlies team is. You know, no John Morant, no Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark. We know that this team is nowhere near from a depth perspective, the same team that went 20 and five without jaw two seasons ago. They only went 11 and 10 with them last year without him last year. One of those key cogs, Tyus Jones was out there hooping it up for the Washington wizards yesterday. So like if I, when I watched that team, I watched a team that was thin, that was small, that didn't have a lot of shooting. And a lot of teams like New Orleans did yesterday are going to just go out, play zone and dare them to shoot. And I think that's going to lead to a pretty poor season. So I'm really down on Memphis. And until the market kind of uh, adjusts to a degree that I think is reasonable, I'm going to be consistently going against Memphis and even maybe playing some team total to under. So I think that would be the reasonable one from yesterday. Um, the I think totally out of this world, like, oh, my God, I'm going to totally overreact to this. And I'm willing to be kind of sound crazy. Uh, I will invoke the same name that I did. You know, we, we get a lot of like, you know, we, we talk about these awards, right? And we always look in different places. And sometimes when you finally get to watch these guys play, you know, you finally get like, oh, hey, you know, maybe this guy's a candidate for this award. Going back to Tyus Jones, we all talked about how, hey, man, you know, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzman, all of these guys are going to be balling it up for the Washington Wizards. Tyus Jones is a damn good player and he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And now that he's a starter. I think he's worth a look at most improved player. I think Tyus Jones is going to have a long leash out there in Washington. His numbers are going to go up, and I think he's going to be an outlier candidate to win that award. And I think that's kind of my crazy outlandish one after one game. All right. Wizards got beat by 23. They dropped 120, and they got beat by one right. by 23 last night by the Those Pacers. Those Pacers games are going to be ridiculous, those totals. Yeah, 143 to 120, uh, as uh, JVT's son reacts as well <laughs> to that news. Um, and by the way, for those who... Uh, forgot John Moran out the first 25 games of this NBA season Uh, anything tonight doubleheader the old TNT doubleheader Sixers and Bucks our first chance to see both of those two teams obviously the new look Bucks with Dame and then the Suns at the Lakers playing their second games uh, respectively yep so I got a bet in both games Uh, first one I'll, I'll go with Philadelphia Milwaukee so I took six with Philly and I think that we're kind of getting to the point where maybe you know the market is a little too strong here 
It's funny how the conversation differs from what the market thinks sometimes, obviously. But like all we heard is like, hey, Harden, he's useless. What are we doing? Like, you know, he's not that good of a player. He's selfish. Uh, but the market's like, ooh, let's bump this up to six because he's not available. Like this team's kind of deep still. Like, you know, obviously Joel Embiid is still playing. Last time I checked, Tyrese Maxey is a most improved candidate and arguably favorite because of how well he has developed along the path. You have uh, Tobias Harris. You have P.J. Tucker. So you've got a really good collection of players in your starting lineup. You've got the Anthony Melton and Patrick Beverly. So you've got two guys who can defend at the point of attack and will fit Nick Nurse. And by the way, speaking of Nick Nurse, he's there now. And for those who don't know, in the regular season, Nick Nurse is a coach that is known for game planning to a ridiculous amount when it comes to these regular season games defensively. So I think they're going to have a lot in store for Milwaukee today. And the Bucks are just kind of putting things together. I took six with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they're going to stay within that number. You know, offshore, it was like six and a half. So if it gets to like six and a half, it's probably going to be there. But I don't think there's going to be much of a difference. And in the Lakers and um, the Suns game, obviously with Bradley Beal and with uh, Devin Booker, we don't really know what to do with the number. Having said that, I actually went to a player prop. I We all remember Anthony Davis, right? Second half, 06, whatever. We're all calling up names and making fun of him. But I think when you look at Davis... And especially after the news that we got the other day, LeBron James is going to be on a minutes restriction. It sounds like he's not going to play more than 30 minutes. His point total prop was at 22 and a half against a much less imposing front court. So I played over points for Anthony Davis and LeBron is not dumb. He understands what the narrative is coming out of that game. He has been very pro Anthony Davis his entire time there. Would it be surprised if there's also a concerted effort to get him the ball and get him some scoring? So Davis over 22 and a half and Sixers plus six. All right. I like it. Uh, refresh my memory. The JVT, the Jonathan Vaughn model will will be uh, making a NBA attempt this year as well. Is that true? Yep. So that'll be out tomorrow. Uh, the uh, John Von Model 1.0 actually got delayed because uh, NBA in our meeting yesterday. So I actually have the projections coming out uh, in about an hour or so. But yes, the John Von Model player based will be there. Player based. I like it. And how's the how's the NFL experiment going? So last week was kind of interesting as I'm kind of getting ready for this week. The player, like the top five best bets, the edges, uh, they went two and three. So like, you know, under 500, obviously and not incredible. But the overall edges actually went eight and five. So it was a successful day overall or successful week overall. But the five biggest edges had a subpar week. So I'm, I'm really messing with Gil. So what I've been kind of doing is I've got like my model that I've been using week to week. And then I've got another version of it that is purely based on 2023 statistics. And when I updated that this week, it was the closest it's come to looking more like the betting market. So I think for this week, I might actually just roll with to see how well it does the full 2023 version to see what those edges do, how it performs and see if I can start to use that one moving forward, as opposed to the one that still has a few bits and pieces remaining from the 2022 data. I love it. I love that you have, you have dived into this and you are absolutely committed to both and learning in the process. We are never, no matter how old you get, Kelly, you're always learning right. something. So mm-hmm. JVT, uh, good for him, sort of putting himself out on a limb with this. All right, college football, you are the uh, the host, you and Pamela Maldonado doing Live Bet Saturday, uh, each and every Saturday, noon to four here at the network. And of course, also College Lines Revealed with you and Pam, one to three Eastern on Sunday, your favorite college football plays of the weekend, sir. So there's a couple. Uh, I would actually gravitate um, North Carolina last week, right? We're all going to remember that, hey, you get a big win over Miami, then you fall flat on your face against Virginia. If you look at some of the PFF metrics, though, uh, Drake May actually played really freaking well, but he his team was charged with six drops, and they were key drops. And I think that maybe there is a sense of, hey, look, well, let's downgrade this team after the result from last week but they played better than what that result indicated. So they're on the road against Georgia Tech. I think they're about 10 and a half, 11 point favorites. 
I think I'm going to come in and actually go with North Carolina as my best bet this weekend because I think this is a good bounce back opportunity. I think the market's overreacting to a result and not realizing what exactly happened in that result that led to it. So uh, Drake May and the Tar Heels are going to be on that list for sure is at least the best bet for the weekend. Yeah, just projecting forward to the NFL draft. Are you a Drake May guy? Would you draft him first? You know, I, I don't know in that, like, as well as like, I'm making the case from last week as a whole this year, he's been kind of underwhelming, you know, like the, the metrics haven't really been there. The numbers haven't really been there. And then he finally gets Tez Walker back. And it's almost like kind of like tunnel vision. Like he's going after him almost every single time. And Tez Walker's awesome. But I, I do kind of get concerned with like, Hey, you know, you lost your top two wide receivers last year. And all of a sudden you kind of go back to mediocrity and then you get one really good receiver. And then you start kind of just funneling it to him over and over again. I, I still think he's going to be the second quarterback, but over Caleb Williams, I'd still go with Williams. But this year has led to some concerns with Williams, given the way this offense has run with him over at USC, you know? All right. Back to your model, because we've got to run your leans that the model is spitting out in the NFL are. Uh, let's see. I just pulled it up for you right now. So the leans really quickly. Top one would probably be the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Uh laying three on the road this week. Okay, John, appreciate it. Tend to the children. Thank you, man. Yes, I will. Good uh, to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Vaughn, Tobi, me, JVT, on the old Twitter machine, Texans at the Panthers this week. We'll come back. Who will have the best record in the NFL? You can bet on it next. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. College basketball is about to tip off, and now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. This year's guide includes Matt Eumann's top 25 rankings, who could be this season's Florida Atlantic. All 32 conferences previewed, wooden award candidates, futures, and season-long prop bets. The only way to get the guide is to become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $120 and get VSEN Pro access to everything we do until May 1st. That's all college basketball season long, March Madness, and beyond for only $120. $20. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, and Bill Krakenberger here as well. By the way, I did make one Futures uh, college basketball play months ago. Alabama, 60-1 to 1 to win it all. Really? Yeah. Months ago? Months ago, yes. What led to that bet? Uh, me and Michael Montesano were talking about it. Michael Montesano, who won the first booby prize at Circa. Huh. And it's just sort of like a Ken Palm juxtaposed against odds kind of okay. brain dead sort of bet. Yeah. Um, I wanted to explain a little bit more because I, I thought we were doing this next segment, so I wasn't prepared. So let me tell you, I put on the video sour rooter. Now, what that means is someone's standing behind you rooting against you. They're sour and they're sour rooting. It's an old New York word it's from the 20s, literally. Um, so anyway, uh, not openly, just quietly rooting against you. Sometimes, no, not openly, no, but yeah. but. As this person says here, I want to explain some of the, some of my people that responded, which I got about 300 responses here. So here is a good explanation. They hang around machines with any sort of a progressive. And when you lose enough that they think it's profitable, they do a combination of standing way too close behind you, blowing smoke at you. I've seen this firsthand, blowing smoke at you over your shoulder, Brutal. staring or walking past you while you're trying to get, get you to leave so they can play. Stare now, I got to be honest with you. That kind of intimidation factor hasn't happened to the big guy, me. Because <laughs> if it did. But if it did, I, I, it would, yeah, I, I'm not going after anybody, but I mean, I'm just going to grab the cigarette out of your mouth. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I, I can't stand smoke anyway. So, I did, but I seen that. I was like, oh my God. And the, the poor old people, they're, they're oh, so, I feel so bad for the seniors. I've watched it happen. It's horrible. But 
now let me just tell you what happened. And there's one more definition. And then this guy said, if they succeed, they hammer the machine until the progressive resets to the lowest value and then wait for more people to play again to drive the progressive way up and repeat. They're completely shameless. Um, let me just tell you, though. I, I've actually, I won't purposely go out of my way to do a lot of the machines like this, these bonus machines. There's a video. But I will, and the video's up right now. There the video, is. The video's up, and it just, it just basically just shows uh, four people standing around with the two people playing the progressive <laughs> machine. They're standing around, literally, um, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just waiting to jump on the, uh, the chum in the water. That's what they're, they're just waiting there. And, and, and by the way, some people, people know they've been playing for a while. They know they're not going to leave during the progressive, the people that are there. But yes, there are people that get up. And by the way, this could be worth thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands. If you hit the right combination of something, you're going for a smaller progressive, but you get lucky and hit the bigger ones. Yeah. That, that's happened to, to, it happened to me once, but it happened to someone I know a, a half a dozen times. He's hitting 10,000 many, many times, over 10,000, while just trying to play for the 150 bucks or the $300. But it's, so it's, it's worth a dollar amount, but you can lose sometimes too, but it's rare on, on certain machines, All you right. know, to get on at, at, at a point so, where it's, so win. here is the question. Is this not being rooted out by casinos? Unbelievably, no. Because yeah. slots are just not heavily monitored. Yeah. And even the people on surveillance, the security, the stuff, yeah. they, don't, they don't know what's going on. They but, don't gamble this, a lot of them. This is my point. The, the fact is, like, we all know if somebody's doing something, if there's shenanigans going on at a blackjack table, right. surveillance is, or the, the eye in the sky they're is taught, watching this. They're taught to watch for right. card counters, hole right. counters, ace tracking, shuffle tracking. But, but nobody's watching the slots in the same right. way. That's correct. That's why they're still That's doing That's why this. they need someone like your friend. I don't, I'm not going to say it unless you say it. Yeah. Your friend. Yeah. To if he's looking for a position, they could pay him literally uh, sixty grand a year uh, for a thirty-hour consultancy every week and show him different things and save the casino uh, literally okay. fifty times his salary. Fifty, so, fifty. So can we? This is only one little thing. And so let's just talk about this briefly. So in my brief sample size experience with this, right? When you bring this up to casinos, right? Right. The response is, yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, you know, they'll be offended. Stuttering. They'll be offended. Or the other one is, yeah, I'm, I'm really busy. And so you, th you think to yourself, you're like, okay, what's at play there? And Kelly was mentioning this off air too. There's so many dynamics. One of which is, nobody, it, some people at, at certain levels are insecure about their own jobs. They don't want to. They don't want to make a decision that yeah. that can that can literally cost them their cushy paycheck they're stealing right. themselves. So they don't want to. And, and it's, it, it goes back to my tweet last week. I put a tweet up uh, like earlier in the week on a Monday. Nothing. All it said is nobody cares with the Bronx tale. And it just meant generally about almost anything in 2023. That's what this is, too. They don't they don't want to be bothered. They just want to go about their job yeah. and not make a decision. Really, though, the CEO, the president of the casino, um, you know, people up, up at the top would want to make the company yeah. more money because it reflects on their bonuses. Well, I'm about to go that way because yeah. I'm just like, this is 
and you only have to spend 20 minutes with him. And it's not right. only this, what we were talking this about. This is actually, I wouldn't this even is, mention this. Yeah, this There's is, so many things going on in casinos. Yeah, this is not oh, even, this, this is, is not even, this is not even the biggest thing. No. I'm just talking about like the way that they dole out comps is so inefficient. That is unbelievable. You're talking about this. Yeah. That's the number one thing that bothers me. Yes. Is they go by a computer system that's antiquated, that's so skewed towards the casino, like the theoretical. Yeah. And I hope I didn't cut you off. No, no, no. The theoretical, um, the way the theoreticals are, they're not the real theoreticals. In other words, let's say I go to a blackjack table. I'm a, I'm a good size player. Yeah. I want the table by myself. I want to take a $20,000 mark. I want the table by myself. Well, okay. So you rate me heads up first, the dealer, rather than a table full of six people where the, you're going to get less decisions per hour. The theoretical should be much, much more, much greater. That's exactly right. Much greater for that single person playing alone, getting in triple the hands, four or five times the hands. That's only one example of, of the theoretical. Other is the game. The theoreticals are just plain wrong. Casino executives have told me this from multiple different casinos. The theoretical is wrong. It's skewed towards the house. You have to have some street smart, some common sense involved. Here you have Joe Blow that comes in literally six times a year to your casino and uh you know he loses you know twenty five thousand a year he's he's de dedicated to your casino he comes to your place and you turn him down for even a buffet comp for two because he said you know what right now joe your theo's only worth one buffet comp and i'm using a nice strip casino it's only worth one buffet comp. Charge it to your room. They always want you to charge it to your room. By the way, I'm one that I hate when they say charge it to your room because I, you know, I, I live here. I, I don't have a room, but even if I do, I try to get around that because they always want what to, the, when they say charge it to your room, you know what they're doing? Passing the buck. Passing they're the buck. passing the buck to someone at the end of your trip that's going to say, well, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to pick up 40% of your bill. So they're still not giving you the, your full comp bill that you're probably entitled to anyway. But it, it's aggravating. There's so many different things, Gil. They need to know that more, that part of the business. That's why you need a casino host. When you go to a casino, I know most people out there think, well, I, I don't play enough to get a casino. Yes, you do. Yeah. Trust me. You play enough to get a casino host. When you go in a casino, go to the host office, get their card, talk to them a little bit. They only get paid by helping people. So um, you, you're definitely entitled to more. Listen, don't go by those kiosks. Give me a break. Those kiosks are not showing you the right comp value. Do not go by them. Use a host. Make sure next time you know. If not, tell them I sent you in. Use a host. If they spent 20 minutes with this with this friend of mine, 20 minutes. Yeah. It would make such an impact on their bottom line. If they hired him as a consultant, sure, right? Just sure. a consultant. It would impact their bottom line. But it is amazing. And I don't, by the way, I don't think this is a casino gaming specific problem in this world. I think in most industries, if you if you in any way threaten anyone's security, yes. um, their their expertise. You just have to, it is tough to That's get, my wife talking. She says the same thing. She goes, Bill, it's every industry. It's every industry. She's right. It's not just ours. It's I think just it's ours we, more. May, I are we too so, close to the sun? We are too close <laughs> to the sun. I think, it's, I think it's ours more because we are too close to the sun. And I'm, I'd probably bet that ours is a little more, but it's every industry. But it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's all, it all comes down to the money, right? So, like, sometimes you have businesses, and like, I, I think you're right. It's, this is every business we're talking about. But you have a business out there that needs, needs new ideas to change losses into profits, right? Right. Some of these casinos just have money flowing in. That's what we're talking about, like, 
Who's even if you know it's an issue, you're going to be the guy who's going to risk your job by bringing it up, bringing up a very small issue on the actual bottom line of what the casinos are bringing in. Yeah, that's yeah. where that's why I think a lot of the b- yeah. big reasons. No, you're why right. But you're right. That's a dynamic. It's too. another, and, and that's other businesses, right? If it's yeah. working well, even if you think you have an idea to make it better, or are you willing to ruffle no. the Get status it. quo? Getting back to your original point, that's why like the only person that is truly incentivized to listen is like the guy, the 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 man or woman at the very very, very top, top yeah. who's right. like. Wait a minute. All Listen right. to that guy right there. I, I will tell you, though, you know, they, 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 I say they don't do anything. One of the largest casino corporations in this town did do something about three weeks ago. They got rid of all the slot hustlers. Oh, they did. Individually took their cards and they and they trespassed them and said, you're not allowed to be here because it's a private property after all. So they did trespass them. Yeah. That made the other casinos properties like the Caesars properties, the Wynn prop. I can't believe the, all the, the hustlers in the, in the Wynn let me just I, ask, and Caesars. Let me just ask this as we go to commercial. Yeah. Is there going to be a Bill Krakenberger violence event at one of these if you aggravate you? No, I'm not violent. I got Palmolive hands. I saved that for other people. (laughs) More with the crack man on the other side. Numbers game beast of the Esports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.